Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and it looks like the domestic box office is starting to come back. A lot of the podcast will be dedicated to the new surrounding Godzilla vs. Kong, but we've got some other stuff to talk about as well. Let's jump right into the numbers. Opening in first place, shocking, I know, it's Godzilla vs. Kong. For the weekend, it made $32.2 million, and for its five-day opening, it made $48.5 million. Opening in second place is The Unholy with $3.2 million. Dropping to third place is Nobody with $3 million for a total of $11.8 million. In fourth place is Raya and the Last Dragon with $2 million for a total of $32.1 million. In fifth place was Tom and Jerry with $1.4 million. For a total of 39.5 million. So the numbers, numbers, numbers. Godzilla vs. Kong did exactly what it needed to do and give the box office a shot in the arm while making it almost 50 million in five days. This is easily the best opening for a movie since the pandemic started and looks to finish at least just over 100 million. And while this is a cause for celebration, there are some interesting stats here that make me cautious about the box office fully coming back. First, let's look at theater counts. Assuming deadline is accurate, Godzilla opened in 3,064 theaters, which is pretty good, except no other movie comes close to that. Take Nobody, for example. This weekend, it played in 2,567 theaters. Speaking of Nobody, it dropped 55%. So unless it holds out from here or gets help as more regal theaters open, its performance is actually getting real bad. Basically, what I'm saying here is yes, Godzilla vs. Kong did great, but this was not a rising tide lifts all boats. It got the most theaters, it made the most money, but that did not translate into movies getting any sort of boost. We also need to keep an eye out on Godzilla. Yes, the opening weekend was fantastic, but now that it is the big movie for the next two, three weeks or so, uh, how will it perform? Will it be able to like it out to 100 million domestic? Personally, I think so. Overall, the reception for the film has been really positive and seems it is what people needed to see to get back going to theaters. It will also help as millions more are vaccinated every day, people will continue to go back to theaters and join the ones who have already been going back. Then, of course, there is the added benefit of Regal opening more theaters throughout April. But it is not just America where Godzilla vs. Kong is doing well. Internationally, the film is holding well, having now reached a worldwide total of $284.4 million. It is guaranteed to pass $350 million, and if it passes $400 million, it will be Godzilla King of the Monsters. Look if that happens, and it looks like it will. It just shows how bad that movie failed. This is a blockbuster movie, making $400 million worldwide at least, without Europe, on a streaming service in one of the biggest markets, and for some countries where theaters are not open, can rent on PVOD, which does not count toward this total, and it would still beat it. Now let's talk about China for a minute, because yes, Godzilla vs. Kong is still doing good there, but it did not come in first place again. Opening in first place was a local film called Sisters, with $52.8 million. It's noticeable because the director is a small time, and the budget for the movie is reported to be $4.6 million. So basically, it already made a profit. Come in second place, though, is Godzilla vs. Kong at $43.5 million, with a total now there at $137 million. In third place, a new film called Monkey King Reborn opened to $7.29 million. In fourth place was The Eleventh Chapter, which opened to $5.1 million. Finally, in fifth place is Tomorrow Will Be Fine, which opened to 3.5 million. Why are all these new movies coming out? Well, apparently it was a holiday weekend over in China, not Easter, but the Tomb Sweeping Festival. We will have another Chinese holiday at the beginning of May, so expect a new rush of local movies to come out then. 
which will now not have to go up against Black Widow, so good for them. Quick update on Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. It has stayed in first place this weekend in Japan for a month straight now, and it has now grossed 62.4 million in total. Also, let's wrap up the numbers with some other worldwide totals. Nobody is now at 21 million worldwide, and Tom and Jerry is at 54 million worldwide. Now, taking a look back at Hollywood, let's go over some quick stories. Los Angeles County has been permitted to move past the red tier to the orange tier of their reopening. What this means is that theaters can move up from a 25% capacity to 50%. Right now, the county will wait a few days before making the change official, but this will clearly help the Los Angeles market grow. This was announced right before the domestic release of Godzilla vs. Kong, but Warner Brothers has announced that Mortal Kombat will be pushed back a week to April 23rd for both theaters and HBO Max. This is a smart move for the studio, but Godzilla vs. Kong doing as well as it is, you need to ride that out and not cut its legs short. Also, with Black Widow being delayed, the studio now does not have to worry about Mortal Kombat getting crushed by that as well. Streaming away, there is also the additional benefit of getting people to pay an extra month. Let's say you signed up specifically for Snyder's Justice League, well, if you want to watch Mortal Kombat, you gotta pay another month. So, smart move all around. Keeping it on Warner Brothers, I found this from Box Office subreddit, and credit to Chanma50 for pointing this out. They saw in the Deadline article that Legendary has still not reached an agreement with Warner Media over releasing Dune on HBO Max. Which is getting more awkward now because HBO Max keeps advertising that it's coming, and we are now seven months away from its release. I assume they might have been waiting to see how Godzilla vs. Kong did before finalizing negotiations, but it is something to keep an eye on. Now let's talk about Disney because guess what? Turns out theater owners are upset by their recent moves. Wall Street Journal has an article going over this. While not giving specifics, they did get a quote from one of the smaller theater companies who mentioned that depending on the movies coming out in July, that will determine if they push back on Black Widow or not. Basically, if nothing else is delayed, they might actually push back, because within a two-week period, I believe, it's F9, Top Gun Maverick, and then Black Widow. So for them, it's like, alright, well, if we push back on Black Widow and not show it, it's not like we have nothing to show. It's also important to note, as Regal starts to reopen, they are not offering Raya and the Last Dragon. So for the big three chains, the only one you can see that is AMC right now. And while the focus is all in on Black Widow... Uh, we will have our next test with Cruella next month, and I can see Disney coming to maybe some fair terms with theaters if they group together. But we'll have to wait and see. Even AMC is smart, and they have said that they have not made any threats. Maybe they learned after uh, Universal last year? <laughs> okay, so VOD Premium is busy this week with everyone making moves. First up is HBO Max, in that day I reached a deal with a Japanese streaming platform called Unext. So instead of a HBO Max launch there, at least for now, people in Japan can watch a selection of HBO and HBO Max content on the platform. However, this does not include a day-and-date release releases from Warner Brothers. The deal is already in effect, with the HBO Max series raised by Wolves and HBO documentary Tiger already being available on Unext as of April 1st. There are not details on how much they paid for the content or how long the deal will last. For HBO Max and for Warner Media as a whole, this is not bad if it's for one to two years. While they are focused on an international expansion this year, it's more focused on Latin America first than I believe Europe next. So at least for this year, Asia is not in the cards. Also for HBO Max, Warner Media did come out and say Godzilla vs. Kong was the most watched film or show in its first four days since the platform launched last May. Okay, first, not shocking at all. And second, that's great, but again, it's not real numbers. Is that 5 million viewers, 10 million? Don't know, it's just as number one. 
Now let's take a look at NBC Universal, which has a put up or shut up decision on their hand by the end of this year. Bloomberg is reporting that they that both of their licensing deals with HBO and Netflix end at the end of 2021, and they are not sure what to do. Specifically with HBO, it's more of their live action movies, and for Netflix, it's the animated content. The issue is, well, Peacock has a lot of subscribers, but they're not really being given a great selection of films. So in theory, to boost it, you would let the deals expire, have all the movies on Peacock, and give it a shot in the arm, boost subscribers, grow the service. And maybe change the name, who knows. The issue in doing that, though. Short term, they would lose the overall company hundreds of millions of dollars over the next few years because they are dropping their licensing money. It may not seem like it, but those deals, those multi-year, you know, five, six, seven-year deals for licensing out those movies gets them that kind of cash. And if they do this, they got to hope long term, a lot of those Peacock subscribers, you know, that turns into 50, 60 million. And then you get a couple million that turn into paying ones to offset that. But if not, you're just wasting hundreds of millions of dollars. You're not getting anything back. The report mentions one option they might do is a hybrid deal. They take a bit less money, obviously, for licensing, but they would be able to add their movies to Peacock as well. Personally, I think that is the best idea for them if the price is right. While having the entire Jurassic Park and Fast and Furious collection might convince people to stay with Peacock, I doubt advertising that will help get a bunch of new signups. So you get the movies to keep people using your service, but you also still get some licensing money, which is a big for them. A company actually pulling their content is Disney. In South Korea, specifically. Over there, it has been announced by the streaming platform Wave that the deal with Disney expires at the end of the month and that it will not be renewed. And as to why this is happening, simple. South Korea is one of those places where Disney will be launching Disney Plus later this year, so it's getting that set up. Still no set date for a launch on it yet, but I will keep you updated on it. Finally, Netflix has bought another Chinese movie. This one is called Super Me and from director Zhang Kong whose last movie was back in 2019 with The Fourth Wall. As for this movie's release in China, it will be released on April 9th, so we will have some numbers on the next episode. No release date has been announced for its release on a streaming platform. I think this is good for Netflix as they look to beef up their international content. So far, we've seen a strong push from them on Korean content, so it's also good to add more to their Chinese selection as well. And that'll be it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. Just a quick announcement, I am taking a few days off, so most likely will not be an episode next week, but instead the week after. Don't worry though, I will be working on a Box Office Receipts Plus episode in the meantime, so that will be coming out in a few weeks as well. Besides that, follow me on Twitter, at TylerCallahan95, or on Facebook, where I'll be posting Hollywood news as it happens, so you can still stay up to date. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.